0: You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Live from Hampton Roads in the heart of the 757, it's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto, Sports Radio, 94.1. We had gone, this is not a joke, we had gone like six months without an upset star in the NBA. There was no, uh, oh, I want to leave, so I'm going to put on a bunch of weight and pretend I'm Hurts. There was no, I need to trade to a winner and you need to pay me more money. There was no, I want to go play with my best friend that I went to college with and played AAU with. We had gone like six months without the stereotypical upset NBA fan. NBA fan. Well, it made the NBA fans upset. NBA star. Then we have one weekend without football. This is the first one we've had in however long. And Kyrie said, are you saying there's some attention I can grab? Are you saying there are 60 million eyeballs that were watching the conference championships last weekend that are going, where could I possibly look now? Kyrie requesting a trade from the Nets. Kyrie Irving, who... Left Cleveland with everyone in Cleveland upset. Left Boston with everyone in Boston upset. Has tried to make everyone in Brooklyn upset three or four times. Is doing it again. Here's the thing with Kyrie. He is really gosh darn good. He is a savant with a basketball on his hands. I can speak from recent experience. I uh, my buddy lives in New York. Last weekend uh, my wife and I went down to visit. We went to the the Knicks at Brooklyn game. Right? It was it was a nice little 5:30 tip-off, great night. And I got to see KD was out, right? I got to see Kyrie take over a game. Cuz it, it was one of those deals where Brooklyn was ahead like 10 to 13 points the whole game. And I kept telling my friend, and, and he played basketball in college, so he understood. I'm like, hey, this is going to be a game with eight minutes left. This is the NBA. This is going to be a game with eight minutes left. This is going to be a game with eight minutes left. And Kyrie was kind of in and out, in and out. And then with eight minutes left, it became a game. And and the Knicks came back, and it was a five-point game or something like that, three-point game. And it's like, I told you. And then And then Kyrie said, oh, okay, now it's game time. And the last probably four minutes of the game, he took over. He hit the exact shot he hit in the finals. You know, the shot, right, when the, in that game that had the block with, with LeBron chasing down uh, Iggy, Andre Guadala from behind. Then it had Kyrie with the shot, the three from the wing, and then Kev Love with the stop where he somehow kept Steph Curry in front of him. Uh, the shot, right wing, dribble hezy, step back, rise. He hit that shot to essentially beat the Knicks. That that was like the dagger. And I'm watching it, right? He had his college coach. Coach K was down in front. Mariano Rivera was watching. He closed the game in front of Mariano Rivera. And I was like, "He's." He, I literally said out loud, he finally looks like he's, he's settling into Brooklyn. Not even a week. This was last Saturday. He is asking for a trade. And oh, by the way, the trade deadline is next Thursday. Just gave him a lot of time, didn't you, Kyrie? So in six days, how much do they need? My question is, who in their right mind would trade for him? You have absolutely no faith that he is going to be dedicated to your team at all. And at a certain point, I don't care how good you are, I need to know you're dedicated to my team. The, the early rumors are the Lakers and Mavs are interested. I I understand fairly well why both would want him, right? Because uh, if you are Dallas, you are doing everything you possibly can to make it so Luka never gets unhappy and another star would likely help that and you let Jalen Brunson walk last year and that's not looking like a great idea. I think the Lakers trading for Kyrie Irving would be a fantastic television. It would be real Housewives-level drama, probably a couple screaming matches, the post-game press conferences alone. But also, here's the other reason why I think the LA Lakers would be an interesting move for Kyrie. If there has been a time in Kyrie's career where he settled down for a little bit, it was when he was playing with LeBron. And I know it didn't end well, so I'm not acting like this wouldn't have an expiration date but they you like we know they can play for 4 years together and and produce success we know that and also he's a high usage star in the NBA so lebron can give him the ball and take a couple plays off every once in a while because he's 38 years old i i would be leery I mean team ruiner, I don't think is a mean way to go with that. He he leaves a trail of a bunch of people saying, "Gosh, why did we bring him in?" If I'm Kevin Durant, I I hope Kevin like I know Kevin Durant is famous for the the like burner Twitter accounts and heck sometimes he does it on his real Twitter account and he's just like, "Yeah, I'm going to go talk trash for the day to some people I don't know." Uh I hope he has a group chat or a person that he can vent to that he knows it won't become public because wherever that venting takes place right now, they're being very mean to Kyrie Irving. He has to be saying, you've got to be kidding me, right? Kevin Durant, although he's been hurt recently, has to be saying this was going to be the year we're both available in the postseason. We haven't had a year where we can both go for it at the same time. And and, er, uh, right? Like that's the way you can say it on radio. It would be er uh, bleep beep bleep, bleep bleep. If we were off radio, and I don't think obviously the timing is somewhat impacted by the 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 trade deadline coming up. But it does feel like an attention play. It does. It feels like there's a, there's a void, there's a vacuum, there's a vacancy that he can feel fill in in sports right now, and he almost couldn't help himself. Because the, the the craziest part of this all, not only is that we went six months without having this in the NBA, which is probably the worst part of the NBA, but also like there was just starting to be a little groundswell of positive Kyrie news. Right? You just start hearing things like, "Oh, here's all the charitable donations he's made. It's like 50,000 to this GoFundMe, 13,000 to the that thing." It's like you're just starting to hear those come out and it's like, "Hey, good. That guy needs a little positive press in his life. He needs to to, you know, get through some things and come out on the other side and then as soon as that starts happening, he's playing good basketball. I need to be traded. I'd like, there's one winner in this. There's one winner in this. Steve Nash. Steve Nash is like, thank goodness I got out when I did. Thank goodness he he did away with me when he did, because everyone thought it was me. Oh no no no! He's probably playing pickup soccer somewhere with four hundred dollar soccer cleats because he's Steve Nash. Why not? Goodness gracious, Kyrie. Call and text lines open, 757-687-9494. That's 757-687-9494. Uh, <laughs> Robbie, read that most recent text. The one from the 207, which is on, by the way, the Dream Lawn's text line. Robbie, thanks.
1: From the 207, being down by 30 points in the first quarter to the Celtics, i will
0: do it to you. Now, I assume that is as a Celtics fan and and – that's the type of vitriol he leaves in his wake every way. We are two years away from Brooklyn Nets fans relishing every time they beat Kyrie. We might be two weeks away from Brooklyn Nets fans relishing every time they beat Kyrie. There's like half the league right now gets, gets giddy when Kyrie is losing. Who wants to bring that onto their squad? Lakers and Mavs apparently. Lakers and Mavs. Apparently, Tim Donnelly show priority auto sports radio 94.1. When we come back the Cardinals, Kyrie is making it difficult for his team. There are some rumors that Kyler is making it different difficult for his team in the desert. That's the Arizona Cardinals coming up next. Coaches make decisions. Players make plays. He makes it make sense. It's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. The Cardinals, football edition, not St. Louis. The Cardinals are struggling to find a head coach, right? Just taking some time. They're not first, okay? That alone doesn't, doesn't, warrant a ton of discussion you you don't have to be first but the longer it goes the more like self-conscious you get right the more worries you start piling up the longer you go without a coach the more intrusive your thoughts become you can't keep them out insecurities start to pile up why don't they want us you interviewed coach reich he's somewhere else you interviewed D'Amico Ryans. He's somewhere else. You interviewed this somewhere else. You interviewed Dan Quinn. He's staying as a coordinator. Why don't they want us, right? You're like, it's like proms coming up and you're watching all your friends connect and you're still like, who's oh, going to go with me? Well, the rumors are out there. The rumors are out there. Per. Tony Pauline of Pro Football Network, the Cardinals head coaching search is taking longer due to Kyler Murray's contract. In the piece on Pro Football Network, the quote says, many of the desired candidates don't want to take the job knowing they'll be tied to the hip of Kyler Murray for the next four seasons. Well, not only that, they wouldn't only be tied to the hip by Kyler, they might have to be picked by Kyler. Because the Cardinals are giving Kyler a say in the coach. Ryan Clark and Dan Orlovsky spoke about it on NFL Live.
1: You go from a year ago having a contract that had an addendum in it that you had to study a certain, a certain amount to now having input on who's the next yeah. coach. That doesn't make sense yeah. to me. It's just as important as the hire. Kyler needs to become all in with that, the, yeah. the process of that head coach as well.
0: Kyler having input on the coach. Now, I don't know if it's Kyler, I don't know if it's it's the location, I don't know if it's the rest of the team, I don't know what it is, but the vibe right now around the Cardinals is rough. Your last coach, Cliff Kingsbury, was a football lifer. Spent his entire career playing. Went up, he did the the third string practice squad quarterback thing. As soon as that was done, he jumped right into coaching. He did the college coaching thing. He was gonna take coordinator jobs. He got a head coaching job. If you watch uh, the in season hard knocks, guy was getting up at like three in the morning, going to work. He literally pointed to a, a giant mountain that you could see from his bedroom window. And he was like, I never get to see it. Because I'm never here when it's light outside. As soon as you fired him, he bought a one-way ticket to Thailand and stopped answering calls for coaching opportunities. What does that say about your job? What does that say about the Cardinals? You took somebody whose entire life was dedicated to football and he said, I'm going to be back in a little bit. (laughs) All right. Cliffy, old Cliffy has got to recharge the batteries a little. That one took a lot out of me. And and needless to say, the Kyler Murray stuff is real, right? He was jogging off the field, saw him, said, you need to calm the bleep down. Now, that's not to say Kyler's the, the worst guy in the world. It's not to say that most quarterbacks haven't at some point in time let off some steam at their coach, but it just adds to it. It adds to it. And you know what? He hasn't lived up to the contract. He's hurt. He's not going to be back till maybe mid-season of next year. And at that point, it's really tough to be a coach in the NFL. It is really tough to be a coach in the NFL when you don't know when your best and highest paid player is coming back. Coaches are going to be more selective with their leaps to being a head coach. They should be. They have to be. Why? Because you might only get one year. If you go back 20, 30 years, you get hired. All right, let's see what you do. Bring in your guys, take a year, figure it out. All right, 3 years in, let's 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 look at uh the progress you have or haven't made. Now, Hackett got like 10 games before the Broncos started deciding to do away with him. If you take this Cardinals job, which, by the way, they've done the one-year coach thing in the past. Steve Wilkes, who actually did a great job as the interim head coach of the Carolina Panthers, he was the coach of the Cardinals for one year. But guess what? He linked himself to the wrong quarterback, Josh Rosen, and he was done after one year. So if you think you're taking this Cardinals job and saying, I got to link myself to Kyler for four, really three and a half, because the first half of this year he's going to be coming back from injury? I don't care if he has a clause in his contract that says he can't play video games. I don't care if he has a clause in his contract that says he has to watch all the film in the world. Mm, I'm not linking to it. Mina Kimes also on NFL now, uh, talking about how this job it's it's more complicated.
1: It is more. It's, it's about a lot more in Arizona than X's and O's, yeah. especially because this off this whole team is rebuilding. Like mm. so whoever comes yeah. in, they have to be honest about the Again. timeline. This roster is not great. There's yeah. so much work to be done in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Of course, you have to be patient with Kyler. So whoever they bring in needs to be prepared Y'all, to steer b- before, them
0: up. And And I'm going to add a few things here. The Kyler situation is what it is. I do think, by the way, I'm not one of them, but I do think you can find smart football minds that really like Kyler. Like, you know, we talk about it with hiring the offensive coordinator in Washington. You limit your pool of people that want the job if you tell them you have to love Sam Howe. I believe the pool of people, the pool of potential coaches, if you say you have to love Kyler Murray, there'll be enough options there. But it's the added, right? It's like, oh, by the way, uh, you do have a defender that had double-digit sacks this past year. Yeah, but he retired, J.J. Watt. You do have a player that might be one of the five best wide receivers in the league, but as we learned earlier this offseason, the owners are telling potential coaches, you have to be cool with trading DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. Okay. Oh, by the way, we did draft a really, really good uh, edge rusher who is going to be making waves uh, for a while, Um, but we tried to play him off the ball, and now he's on the Eagles, and he's one of their better players, Sasan Redick. It's, It's like there was something going on here. It's just right now there's not. There can be something going on here. It's just right now there's not. And if you're somebody... Think Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator with the Lions. If you think Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator with the Cowboys. If if, if you th- any of the coordinators of the teams in the Super Bowl, are you going to take your your leap to head coach with Arizona? You better be mighty mighty careful, or else you'll be back in a coordinator job shortly. And all you'll have done is lowered the expectations a ton for the next guy to come in, and then he'll have the ramp that you want to have. I'm not, like, the, the the Cardinals just paid a bunch of money to Cliff Kingsbury in an extension last March because they had expectations. Those expectations haven't lowered enough. They got rid of C- Cliff Kingsbury because he wasn't reaching them. They expect the next guy to reach them. I want to take over one of two jobs. If, if I'm a, a high-buzz, like, very, very desired potential head coaching candidate, whether it be somebody that had been a head coach in the past and had success or somebody that that is a coordinator that everybody loves, there's one of two teams I'm taking over. One, all the talent in the world just ready to explode. Think if the Chargers actually fired Brandon Staley. But that didn't happen. Uh, the other would be a team that is so beaten down that they are well aware that it's going to take a while. Then I'd go there and just know it's going to take a while. What I don't want at all is the team that feels like they have the pieces to win, but they don't. They're going, we have our franchise quarterback. I'm going, well, you have an above average quarterback. You're paying them like a franchise quarterback. We have a really good defense. Well, at times it plays like a really good defense, but you also lost a couple of your better players. We have dynamic players on offense. You can guess what's coming next. Well, you're going to trade DeAndre Hopkins. Marquise Hollywood Brown can't stay healthy. And James Connors an older than 27 running back. Like I would be this. If I were a head coach that they're interviewing, I would be that honest in meetings. Like when they're interviewing me, they'd be like, so how do you think? I'd be like, well, you know what? I think this next year, if we play our cards right, we can win six games. No guarantees. Probably four. But three years from now, I think we could be challenging for a playoff spot. If everything goes well and Kyler comes back healthy and he still is dynamic. And I'd like, you gotta be that honest. And they're probably going, get that guy out of here. And I'm going, fine, see ya. Tell hey, can you pass this, this, uh, this right here? And I'd write down on a piece of paper my gamer tag, my my, you know, call of duty uh screen name, which is a video game for those of you that don't know. And I and I would slide in and be like, Can you give this to Kyler? Because I'm going to have some free time because I'm not taking your head coaching job. And he's going to have some free time because he's not getting ready to be your quarterback. How I mean, how much would that hurt your pride? In the NFL, everybody loves to say they're the hardest worker in the room. Only one of them can actually be, but they all like to say it. Can you imagine if Kyler Murray is hearing they can't hire a coach because they they don't want to work with you? Potentially because your own team put a clause in the contract that said, this guy doesn't work hard. I know that's not what the clause said, but that's what the clause said. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Call and text lines open 757-687-9494. Julian Love, Safety, New York Giants. Man, this this is a new one. He got beat three times by the Philadelphia Eagles and decided to talk trash to their coach. Stick around. Like a double bogey on a par four. The action starts at three and goes until six. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. It's a football Friday. Here's the deal. Off-season football started for everyone except for two teams. So there's there's 30 teams out there that are are I mean imagine this, right? Imagine if there's some big career goal that you have, right? You want to uh, I don't know, be chosen by the boss to make the big presentation or you want a promotion or there's, there's some big uh, bonus, you sell this much, you get this extra money, and, and it, you've been working towards it all year, and you don't get it, you're probably pretty bummed, right? You're pretty upset. But then imagine when someone else gets it, the entire world gets together to watch it on television, and they eat finger foods and, and watch funny commercials while doing it. I mean, seriously, that's what happens. Like, if you are any of the 30 teams that didn't make it to the Super Bowl, you worked as hard as you possibly could for 11 months to get something done. You didn't, and then everyone you know is like, do you want to come over and watch the people that were able to do it? We're going to invite over the whole neighborhood. Probably make you a little upset, wouldn't it? Well, could make you a little petty also. Julian Love is a safety for the Giants, which, by the way, the Giants lost to the Eagles three times in like two months. It was like bing, 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 just loss, 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 including the playoffs blowout. So maybe it's not the best time to talk trash about the Eagles, but, but you're probably a little angry. You probably don't want to gather around and watch the Eagles. So I'll give you a pass. Or maybe not. Here's Julian Love on Good Morning Football talking about Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Eagles. You know, he's a guy who
1: really is doing a good job because he's not getting his in the way of his team. He has an experienced roster uh, from top to bottom, offense, defense. You see this stuff, though? Like, 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 what's your reaction as a player? And that guy's doing that. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. I mean, he's, he's in for a free ride
0: right now. You guys can coach
1: this team and they can succeed. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's, that's, that's
0: Free ride Sirianni. That's what they call him. They call him free ride Sirianni. If there's one thing I know for a fact, if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, Nick Sirianni is going to have words for Julian Love at the post-game press conference. Now, that's a big if. He might even wear a T-shirt that says, like, free ride. (laughs) He he, he might just work it into, into casual conversations. But let's pretend that the trash talk's not biased, okay? Let's pretend that a giant isn't the one saying it, all right? That a giant isn't the one saying, uh, that team that beat me three times, it's just because they're more talented. The coaches have nothing to do with it. Is Sirianni along for a free ride with a loaded roster? Maybe. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's a bad roster. Okay. I found this on the web. You ready for this? You ready for this? Did you hear that? That is my phone right here that heard Sirianni and thought it was me asking Siri a question. And it started asking about loaded rosters. I, I, I should have just checked the uh, the results, but I, I clicked out of them too fast.
1: That's that's fantastic.
0: It heard Nick Sirianni. Didn't do it that time. Uh, that's kind of funny. Hey, Sirianni. Yep, there we go. Now it's back but got to be careful what you say right and i apologize if you have uh if you have your phone out right now and your phone is looking up <laughs> how loaded the eagles roster is i apologize i will do my we're just going to call him nick s from this point forward um nick sirian okay that didn't go i i just said we're going to say nick s and then i started saying it is nick s along for a free ride with a loaded roster maybe But there's also something to be said for dealing with the loaded roster, right? It's the Phil Jackson of it all. Yeah, he only won a championship when he had either Michael Jordan or Kobe, but he also had to deal with either Michael Jordan or Kobe, right? You have to, at some point in time, right, get all of the loaded roster onto the same page playing good football, and he's done that. I'm not sure if Nick Sirianni is or Nick S is the best coach in the league, but I can tell you right now he might have been the best coach for this Eagles team at this point in time, and I don't think that's enough to to negate him for it. But also, let's call a spade a spade. The Eagles had the 13th best preseason odds to win the Super Bowl. Their roster was so loaded that they had the 13th best preseason odds to win the Super Bowl. If they're looking loaded now, but they weren't looking loaded before Sirianni turned them into what they are, I think we have to give Sirianni some credit or Nick S. Jalen Hurts was not a sure thing. Far from it. Nick S. has something to do with his MVP season, and it might have been just getting out of his way. It might have been just giving him confidence. That's called coaching understanding when somebody needs to be pushed and when they need to be unleashed. That's part of coaching. This is actually, for Nick S., this is exactly what he should want. We talk about people in positions of leadership, quarterback, coach. What what should they do? When things are going well, the credit's for everybody else. When things are going poorly, take the blame on me. Things are going well for the Eagles right now. Nick S. should love, love, That everyone's saying it's the player's fault. Julian Love saying, oh, it's because the the roster is so stacked he's along for a free ride. Heck, if I'm Nick S., if I'm the coach of the Eagles, I'm saying you're darn right. Thank you, players. I would love to, to not have to do that. I would love to not have to make any hard decisions. I would love to not have to do any hard work. I want my team to carry me to a Super Bowl. Then when things are going poorly, I need to be better for my players. I need to be better for my players. I need to get them better prepared. Things are going well, they're carrying me. I'm on a free ride. That's what you want to do. You ready for this reference? Actually, uh second reference, I went to New York City last week and in uh Bryant Park, we were walking by. They had they set up like the the fake ice skating rink and they had a bar outside where you could uh curl you could, you could do curling and drink, right? It's like a bowling alley, but for curling and we didn't do it, but saw, saw a couple of people doing it. And obviously we've all watched curling once every four years in the Olympics. And, uh, th- this is what it's, it's, this is what this argument is reminding me of. If you're the person with the little broom, right? I'm guessing you want to never have to sweep, Right. When they when they throw the little the they slide the rock, if it's a perfect throw, you just walk alongside that boy and go, yep, yep, yep. And then it hits where it's supposed to hit and it wins. Now when it's a bad throw, <laughs> you gotta you gotta bruh blah blah and you gotta keep keep brushing, right? If you say Sirianni's along for the ride, he's going, that's just cause I threw it perfectly in the preseason. I, I, I set up the right offense. I picked the right plays. I, I my, my GM, Howie Roseman, assembled the right roster. Now I just get to walk alongside this team all the way to the Super Bowl. I don't want to put in all the hard work getting down there in that awkward slide position, scrubbing the ice. I just want to chill. Julian Love thought he was insulting Nick S., the head coach of the Eagles. He was complimenting Nick S., the coach of the Eagles. Tim Donnelly Show, that's the worst kind of, of trash talk ever. You think you're insulting me. You're complimenting me. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Call and text lines open 757-687-9494. We're a little late on this, but we do it every Friday. It's Monday headlines coming up. A game we play every Friday. We want you to help predict what the Monday headlines are going to be. So, what are the sports bloggers going to be blogging about, the sports talkers going to be talking about on Monday? Try to see your way through the weekend. Monday headlines is coming up next, so get your texts in with your guesses. 757-687-9494. You can also call in. It's the same number. 757-687-9494. Get your Monday headlines in now because we're playing Monday headlines next. It's time to guess Monday's headlines on the Tim Donnelly Show. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. That's right. Every Friday we play Monday headlines where we try to predict what the headlines in the sports world will be on Monday. What can happen over the weekend that will get everybody talking on Monday. And, yes, we want your guesses. So text them in, 757-687-9494, or you can call in, 757-687-9494. I'll get it started. LeBron, within 30 of Kareem's record, everybody starts getting jacked up. Uh, Reminders, it will remind me of when uh, Aaron Judge was at like 60 home runs and suddenly the Marises were going to every game and everybody was cutting into other programming to show Aaron Judge. Uh, LeBron only needs 63 to pass plays new orleans on saturday i think he scores like 35 which leaves him 28 shy which could happen at any time and uh plays okc at home on tuesday Uh, the ratings the ticket prices everything through the roof
1: in the midst of all of that tim i think Kyrie goes to the lakers Mm. i think that's the place where where he may want to go i know he's shown interest in going to la And I think in the midst of everything that's going on with LeBron, I don't know if it happens over the weekend, but you know what? It's Monday headlines. I'm saying it happens over the weekend. Not to take a lot away from LeBron, but Kyrie is going to be
0: Kyrie. How funny would it be if on the day LeBron breaks the record, the Lakers trade for Kyrie and nobody cares about the record. That would be. The most Kyrie thing on the planet?
1: What's the what's the bigger deal? Is it Kyrie going to the Lakers or LeBron passing Kareem?
0: In no, I mean you know me, I'm appreciate greatness. The bigger the bigger deal is LeBron getting the record. I think the more covered, the more tabloidy, the more talked about thing would be Kyrie. How will he, they take it going back to the lake? Who did they trade for him? Is Russell on the way out? All that kind of nonsense. Um, but but I I would rather talk about LeBron passing Kareem. By the way, I did have in one of my Monday headlines, and we want yours, 757-687-9494. Go ahead and uh, send yours in. Uh, I did have on Monday, because right the trade deadline is not till Thursday, I had uh, the Nets are not going to trade Kyrie Irving leaked to the media. I still think they do, but I think over the weekend they they play the game and say, we're not trading him, trying to boost the price. Then they probably trade him on, like, Wednesday. Uh, but they they say, no, not at all, not us. And then they eventually do. Uh, let's go to the text line. We're going to combine a few of these. Uh, from the 804-2023 NFL Pro Bowl, still nobody cares. Uh, from the 757, this is Tyler in Virginia Beach. Wait, the Pro Bowl was yesterday? Pro Bowl festivities get record low ratings. Ah, eh. if if Actually, the NFL would love it, even if you're negatively talking about the Pro Bowl, if you're talking about the Pro Bowl on Monday. And record low ratings, this is the part that gets me every single time about the NFL. Like the Hall of Fame game, which is a preseason to the preseason, and all of the starters are wearing hoodies and it's third stringers. And the Pro Bowl, which nobody cares about, and it's flag football this year, routinely gets better ratings than every other sport's regular season games. It has to be like a good playoff game to outrate the Pro Bowl. And all everybody does is rag on the Pro Bowl. Again, I probably won't be watching. Actually, we'll be in Arizona, right? That's right. I don't know what time the game is. We might be traveling to Arizona. But uh, even if I were sitting in front of a television, I probably would not be watching. But somebody is. I promise you that. Somebody is. Uh, back to, to one of mine. I think this one's uh pretty realistic. Derek Carr, right, mic'd up at the Pro Bowl. I don't know if anyone will be watching, but they'll notice it because they'll be mic'd up. Or on the sideline talking to a reporter. Takes a shot at the Raiders. He took like a self-depreciating shot at himself at the Pro Bowl games last night. He was like, I didn't play very good. Ha 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 ha. That's why I'm leaving. We'll play that audio for you later on in the show. But I think now he feels like emboldened because everybody loved it. It was super viral. Everyone was like, I've always been a Derek Carr guy. Ha ha ha. What a joke. Derek Carr with the with the laugher. This knee slapper. Now he's like, oh, I got it. So I think he's going to take aim at the team.
1: Did did I know you're you're on rocky grounds with Derek Carr. I know you kind of go mm-hmm. back and forth. Your thoughts after yesterday? Any any anything pop up I, I've differently? i
0: decided I want to like him, but I I he just like I we wouldn't be buddies. Like if we were in middle school and and we're paired together in uh like like uh social studies, we're just not sitting at the same table. It's it's not it's not a good. It's not a bad. We're just not sitting at the same table. Um, but I do like a lot of what he a lot of the career decisions he has made up until he left the team for those last two games. I like the the loyalty. I like uh, how he handled 2021. This year he's he's lost me a bit, but we're, we we just we're not copacetic. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh to the text line we go. From the 757 headline, Tom Brady comes out of retirement and defeats the Chiefs and the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I don't know how he would do it this weekend. The Super Bowl is not even being played. Uh I don't know how he would get in the game. Uh I think it would have been a funny headline if you just left it at Tom Brady comes out of retirement. The second part confuses me. Um, But if Tom Brady comes out of retirement, well, his movie came out this weekend. Yes. The 80 for Brady. And I did see that he tweeted out, I think it was yesterday, because I'm retired, I have to go watch 80 for Brady four different times today. If he just tweets a lot about, like, retirement and 80 for Brady, the movie like yesterday, today, tomorrow, and Sunday, and then Monday he comes back, that would be genius marketing. Just like, yeah, now I'm back. I was just doing that to get Sally Fields a couple extra eyeballs on her and and Rita Moreno a couple extra eyeballs on her this weekend.
1: Tim, I think UVA basketball vaults into the top five. They're right outside the top five. Tennessee, I'm, I'm predicting, is going to lose over the weekend. UVA plays Tech over the weekend. And UVA has been playing very good basketball as of late. And I think they, they vault themselves into that top five, top four, heading into the last month of the season in very
0: prime position, heading into March Madness. From the 757, we're going to combine a couple of these. I'm having a good time mixing them up. By the way, keep your Monday headlines coming, 757-687-9494. Do it quickly. We're, we're up against the top of the hour. From the 757, Aaron Rodgers is still exhausting. Car to the Saints, Rodgers to the Jets all this weekend because there's nothing else to do. I actually, I do think like Rodgers has some Kyrie in him, and that it, it does feel like there's a lot of eyeballs that are up for grabs. And they're like, eh, how can I get him on me? Uh, from the 757, Aaron Rodgers makes a decision to leave Green Bay and head to Tampa Bay. I don't know how they're going to pay him. They are the second worst cap situation. They'd have to trade like everyone that makes any money on their team for Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think he wants to to be there. Uh, So I don't know if Tampa Bay is the spot, but Bay to Bay, Green Bay to Tampa Bay, maybe he just likes... See, I've never been to Wisconsin. Is there even a bay?
1: (laughs) No idea. If it is, it's probably frozen.
0: Okay. Like, there's... uh, Like, in the middle of Nebraska, there's a town called Grand Island. There's... Is there an island? Not even any water. (laughs) Like, there's not... It's Nebraska. Like, there's... There's no... Uh, so maybe maybe there's not a bay in Green Bay. I have no idea. There might be. That just showing my geographical ignorance. Uh, Duke, North Carolina plays this weekend. I think Duke wins. Shire praised. Not actually that impressive. Neither are ranked. Probably hasn't happened that many times in like the last 100 years. That, I was about to say, when was the last time they, they faced off where one like, of them wasn't? Not even like really in the mix, um, but it happens. How about this? this? This will be my last one here before we move on. I just want it on the podcast so I can say I knew it before it happened. What if the Lakers see all this Kyrie hype and trade for Zach Levine? Everyone gets really excited, and, and then they, they under the radar, trade for Zach Levine. I just think it could happen. Monday headlines, everyone would be talking about it. And then what if, on Tuesday, that's Zach Levine's first game as a Laker, he assists on LeBron's game-breaking point. And it's like the first time they've ever sh- shared the court together alley from Levine to LeBron. Tim Donnelly Show, Monday headlines. That's a wrap. You can keep them coming on the call and text line if you want. If they're hilarious, we may bring them out later in the show. Uh, Especially at the end of the show during, does that do anything for you? Always possibility there. Call and text line, by the way, 757-687-9494. We talked a little bit about Derek Carr there. Uh, If Derek Carr did anything last night, it was put the nail in the coffin that he's gone from Vegas. Where should he go? It's the question and it's coming up next.